Thank you for downloading the podcast of the local paper review with a Romford recorder and Time 107.5. Afternoon, I'm Stephen Allen. It's a Friday, so it's time for our local paper review where we go through the papers and have a look. If you're gonna, I'll, I'll fade the mics down if you want to move them around first. Feel free, position them in front of the face, and then there we go. That was a lovely sound effect. Thank you very much for that, Emma. Uh, Emma Lake uh, from the Romford recorder. Chris Carter, Romford recorder, Ilf recorder, and all of your domain. Whatever that means. Don't know what that means. Um, welcome along. Welcome back onto the show. How have you been? Um, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good, yeah. Good week. Did you get caught in the downpour on the way in? Yeah. A little bit. Oh, terrible, isn't it? I actually, I feel like I should make an apology. Yesterday, I remember uh, through the show, the weather said, cloud clearing in the morning, showers moving away into the afternoon. Chucking it down right now. So later on, I will be standing out there. I'll do a press conference and I will apologise yeah. for mistakes made on this show because I take I take broadcasting seriously. Absolutely. As long as you don't say there's, there's no hurricane coming, you're OK. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, right, so uh, we've got to go through the papers, see what's been happening. What are we starting with? Story number one. Well, Steve, we're starting... Story number one is a news in focus in our sister paper, the Barking Dagenham Post, and it is all about libraries. And Mark Shells's uh, News in Focus has a headline that says, is there still a place for libraries in this high-tech day and age? Okay. And basically, um, in Buckingham and Dagenham, apparently half of the borough's libraries have been lost since 2010. Um, Sort of echoing the trend across the country, I guess. And they're sort of asking what's become of them. And I've also spoken to um, residents and various people as to whether they think that they're still relevant. Okay. Do either of you use a library these days? I do, usually. I haven't for a little while, but... What what for? Reading books. I know (laughs) that, but, right, there it could be. Do you borrow a book for a few weeks and read it and it's like some novel? Or This is what I I think most people used to use a library for. Oh, I need to know something. I better go and look it up in a book. And that is the job that has been totally replaced by the internet. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, I I mean, I usually take take books out, the basic sort of library thing. But when when my kids were small, they were quite good for taking the kids along and... And I think no, they have. They also have libraries have activities for children and and young kids, which I think is really good. But they have changed a lot since then. Obviously, there's the internet, and you can go yeah. along and and surf the internet and all that sort sort of stuff like that. And they've also become more community hubs, I think. So yeah, that's the only time I've used a library in the last uh, ten years has been if I need a place to sit with my laptop and use the internet. <laughs> if I get sick of coffee shops, which I, I mean I've got a high yeah. tolerance for a coffee shop, um, but if ever I get sick of one, I, uh, that's why that's why I keep walking past the library here thinking, oh they do a they do a coffee in there, they've got a coffee <laughs> machine, could happen. And um, apparently, well apparently they're no, no longer shush areas, you know, because you can can no longer shush. I guess it's because of the you know the obviously there's tapping away on the. Yeah, computers. Oh, um, I don't like that. In that case, close them down. Like that. Yeah, th- th- that's what I like. There are two areas in this world that I like: is a library and a quiet coach, because people shush, people rein it in a little bit. <laughs> what they don't do in like <laughs> you're nodding. Let's have a good old moan about people making noise, Emma. What's your thoughts? It's not acceptable, is it? Um, <laughs> but I think yeah, I, there's something nice I about. I only it, use libraries. For the traditional purpose, like Chris, of going and getting out books, I don't bother going to use the incredibly slow internet or Ooh, anything with, like with that. your lardy da fancy internet, <laughs> fibre optic broadband. Um, so yeah, keep the traditional library. And I say that I haven't been to a library for the last four months because I ran up twenty five pounds in fines <laughs> and I haven't been able to show you my did. face. You're hiding. You're <laughs> hiding. <laughs> You know, if if they all close down, it's probably, it's probably because, because of you. Of me. Yeah. That's yeah. why they Which need volunteers to run them because people like me don't pay their fines. <laughs> 
How long does it take you to run up a 25 quid fine? It's not long. If, you, long if you have like 10 books Isn't out, a which pound is the week? maximum it's you can get. And then you don't take them back on a Sunday. You have to work through the week. Can't go to the library during opening hours. They do have then late opening. Before you know yeah. it. I didn't realise This that. is like the payday you know loan it. scandal. This it is. is they don't tell exactly. you. You take a book out, they do not tell you what you could rack up over a year. They should Actually, they should. It happens. Shouldn't they? If, if payday loan places should have to give an APR, which is totally not a number that represents what you're going to use its function for, a library should have to say, by the way, you could rack up uh, and because quid of book. all these job losses and making everything a lot, another problem with technology, there's no one there stamping your books out anymore. So no, you don't true. have the due date just in the front of the book. You get a little ticket, and if you lose your ticket... Well, you get the ticket and you put that in the front of your book. Or you, you screw it up in your bottom of your handbag and lose it. You put it in your handbag, Chris? Yeah, I'll put it in your handbag. But well, surely you just use that as the bookmark. I know we're really These focusing really on the good wow. suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> I will. But you know, you know, libraries are the original form of recycling, aren't they? When you think about it, you know, it's yeah. a really, really good sort of green sort of focus, isn't it? I've never understood why there's anything in it for the authors. Because they get a very small slice. I, inter- I can't remember. Mm. It was some local author somewhere else I interviewed about it. And they get like pence per lend out, like 3p or something on a good day for whatever it is. So there's nothing in it in terms of they'd rather have book sales. So who's benefiting? But then if someone reads an author's book and thinks that's really good and then they'll wait for the next book to come out, they may go and buy the book. So they get mm. to know the author, don't they? So I, but, I guess that's what they get out of it. So the modern day, let's have a look at the modern day world then. Um, you've got your, your research, you don't need that because you've got your internet. You've got your books, which you can get relatively cheaply on an e-device, if that's a phrase, because mm. not without trying to say brand names. Um, so you can, you know, you can, you can kindle it up. Mm. So what function is a library providing that can't be sourced elsewhere? Well, it's quite nice to, it's a good browsing. Yeah. It's good to yeah. go and have a browse. Yep. Um, Your life sounds fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> what did you get up to on the weekend? Oh, I went to the library and had a browse. <laughs> <laughs> I put my ticket in the bottom of my handbag, though, so I can't go back there now. Plus, if you need... <laughs> Yeah, can the listen, listen. That's no, a great no, but quote let, here. let her keep defending it before we move on to the quote. No, I'm no, loving this flailing I mean, it's live on air. Save me. <laughs> I'm going to say this. Uh, Kathleen Kathleen Lambert says more effort should have been made to get children into reading by keeping the libraries open. And she says, if you've got a book, you've got a friend. Thanks, oh, that's even, that's even more depressing. <laughs> if you've got no friends other than just a book. And it's not even a book you own. It's a book you've borrowed for a few weeks. Is that not... Oh, man alive. Um, I'll, I'll take some, some commentary on, uh, on libraries. Your thoughts? 8-5-treble-2 if you want to send a text. Start with the word time. 8-5-treble-2. Um, so what, what's the future of library? I mean, I love a library because of the quietness. That's my, you know, I'm a big fan of getting people to rein it in. But other than that, do you think we will have libraries 20 years from now? Yes. Really, I think we will. I think they're they're evolving all the time. They're changing what they're what they're providing, and I think, um, and I think that will go on. And I think they'll just keep changing and changing with the times. And I think I think it's nice to have somewhere where people can go and and, and gather. There's not many places. All the pubs are closing down. Yeah, you know, and and you know, there's coffee shops. I know which you obviously. Yep. It's one of your. 
I, the coffee Best shop I got this go. coffee from this morning, and uh, well, I said this morning as if I left the house in the morning this afternoon. Um, they have wallpaper that looks like books, so it's almost like wow. a library. Well, have you ever been in one of those places with a wallpaper that just looks like the edge of the books? <laughs> yeah. You think this is a step back in society, isn't it? Well, some pubs actually I've been to have got books as well. Have you? Now I, I, yeah. I don't mind a browse. Then that's nice. Yeah. When you're in a pub and they've got some books and you think they've yeah, they bought quite... these in bulk on cheap. And there's oh, there was one like really early book about about physics that I actually had a good old look through, and they didn't know half of them. And you're criticising uh, Emma for her weekend browsing in the library while you're browsing physics books, Steve. Browsing and picking holes in. Yeah. <laughs> we picked up a book to go. I am. I'm a, cleverer than I'm this a gr- physics textbook. <laughs> These people 200 years ago didn't even know about quantum mechanics. What fools. <laughs> the, uh, you're right. I am a, a, a devil at a party. <laughs> um, so story number two on the way, what we're going to be chatting about. We're back to Gala's Corner for story number two. We'll find out more soon. I'm joined by Chris Carter and Emma Lake. Story number two, what are we dealing with? Story number two is in our Romford Recorder, and it is the story of um, mayoral candidate Zach Goldsmith for the Conservative Party coming to Romford Market with uh, Boris Johnson at the weekend. And a during bit of shopping. That, yeah, a little bit of shopping, and I think they popped into an ice cream van, literally. And um, and they revealed, or I think it's been revealed, that they, they were, they're backing a, a scheme for the Gallus Corner, which is a million-pound scheme for a second flyover, which is linking linking Colchester Road and the East Avenue. So, okay, so is there a, a picture? I'm getting confused. There's so not a picture, but apparently, according to our reporter Matthew Clemenson, who who followed them round at the weekend and the market, um, I think he said that there was kind of like a, was it a model or something yeah there was a model with sort of made out and it runs matchsticks I think or something <laughs> Tracy Island yeah. I think it runs alongside the existing flyover it came out of the blue a bit this one we had a lot of coverage after TFL's plans of Gallows Corner and a lot of readers got in touch and not a single one of them said let's have a what we need is another flyover how does this work then how does how do you know which flyover you're getting on I, I yeah because I mean, ask I'm, Boris. Ask Boris. <laughs> Hashtag ask Boris. Um, the because I suppose well, I'm, if you compare it to the problems with the the Dartford crossing, one of the ideas is to build a second bridge, and that's akin to that, isn't it? A second flyover is like building a second bridge, so you just get twice the ability to carry the volume. Is the is the busyness of the flyover the problem on that roundabout? No, it's no, the roundabout. No. Yeah, it's the roundabout, and, that, and that's, I think that's the thing about Ghost Corner is a lot of people assume when you say there's been high accident rate that it is actually the flyover, but it's almost always the, the roundabout. Little, yeah, it's the, the roundabout racing just, circuit that is the roundabout. Because yeah, it's a nightmare, isn't it? That roundabout, and there's about six lanes or something. It's like a yeah. wacky races, isn't it? So, and there's one where you're coming up from this direction, heading up towards the M25. There's the if you're in the inside the. I don't the first lane. I can't remember the proper phrase. I know it's not PC. Don't care about it, right? Coming over here. If you're in that first lane and you want to go right, there is no lane to go to. So you join the roundabout and you're like, there's no... And it's only until you round it that you can actually join a lane without getting hit. So, yeah. So uh, Zach and Boris have backed this new scheme. And and also the other thing was is quite interesting because Matthew, as I say, followed them round. And and we had a similar thing when Zach Goldsmith came to Romford, I think it was last year, possibly November, I can't remember when exactly, but um, a lot of people were sort of saying, who's he, sort of thing, they didn't, mm. just didn't know who he was. And also Matthew overheard some uh, market traders saying, uh, what are they doing here? Are we even a London borough? 
That's a good, good information ready for the for the election. <laughs> Although he, he's always going to look bad in, compar- in terms of public awareness in comparison to Boris. Who's more famous than Boris? Yeah, that's yeah. Diff- yeah. yeah. That, that is a difficult, that's difficult shoes to fill, aren't they? Really. When Boris um, was going to be before he was London Mayor, he, he'd hosted "If I Got News for You" loads of times. Yeah, that's publicity. There's no way yeah. that Zach. No offence to him, but I'm sure he ain't going to be playing those gigs. Well, maybe, maybe he should. Maybe, maybe he, he should, should hang uh, off the Emirates airline for three hours. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love to see any politician dangling <laughs> yeah. for a short while. Uh, there's always something in that. There is. I mean, Sadiq's done some stand-up. There's the whole like uh, stand-up so here, for Labour. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's a stand-up for Labour thing that people can go along and do. I've never done it. I always thought I should look like I remain impartial in case I'd like to get some work yeah. with an impartial broadcaster. Mm. Uh, but apparently he's really good at... Um, at Is there an impartial broadcaster, Steve? So, yeah, do you know what? I'm sure I, I will not have a word said against them because I would definitely like to work for one of them. Um, but, actually, well, if you look at the complaints that people get, I always think if you get complaints equally from the left and the right, then that shows at least a level of parity. That's what I say as well. A lot of time, lot over the years, people have tried to guess my politics, and yeah. I usually get sort of every party saying you're Labour, you're Tory, or you're Liberal. Actually, the Liberals n- usually don't care. But well, there's only eight of them now as well, so I, I yeah. reckon you could take them if it all kicked off. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have a record of verses? <laughs> there's more people working for you. Aren't there more people working more than eight? Yeah, yeah, we you have more than eight. eight. <laughs> I don't know. I've never, I've never been invited. Just saying, oh. you, I invite you around here every single week. <laughs> you can come and uh, borrow some of our pens one week. Thank you very much. Um, might be down a library actually, <laughs> having a great time browsing some books like a party animal. Physics books. <laughs> Physics, but nothing wrong with the science. Um, we should be putting more people towards sciences. Um, so what, I, I can't I, what the question was well, now. I think going back to the um, Zach and yes, Boris, that, the, the run for market. I think, and the comments from the, the traders kind of do. Do reveal the sort of the kind of there's a, there is a bit of an apathy and also from in Havering I think with regard to the London elections and I really do wonder what it'd be interesting to see what the turnout is because you know Romford people do not see themselves most I think most Romford people do not see themselves as uh, mm. Londoners um, they are in Essex I know. Hayley Anderson, one of one of our reporters who was on this very show yep. a few weeks ago, she very much, she's from Collier Row, and she very much feels she's an Essex person, nothing to do with London. So I think mm-hmm. they've been down to Havering quite a lot, Zach Goldsmith has, and I think Sadiq has as well. I think they're flocking the dead horse, to be honest with you. I'm really not sure whether... Do you think the turnout would be would be higher if we were back with the big names. So the the same people, the person who votes, the voter, wouldn't feel necessarily more linked to London, but if they were choosing between the big names of the Boris or the Ken that everyone kind of thinks they know about already and has an opinion on, would they be more engaged by the person? I don't think so. I think the thing is most people around here actually have Essex in their address. And the issues, well, a lot of the time, the issues they're affecting inner London don't quite affect Havering as much we're quite cut off you know most people don't have mm. a tube line running through their local neighborhood so I, th- I don't think it's kind of apathy i think it is just that we are detached from from central london out here we might carry on all because at some point it, i mean london just seems to be getting bigger and bigger in fact i was i was doing a bit of research yesterday about the painter turner in the library I wasn't, no, I was on the internet. Whoops. Sorry, libraries. And I was researching Turner, because I had this thing to write, and it said that he like went on this journey from London to uh, to Brentwood. Um, is that right? 
the no actually the other one other Brentford. side of London Brentford yeah uh, which was like a journey back in those days rather than just being still in London which it is now it was like oh, let's get on the coach and head out yeah. for something you could walk so at some point London's getting bigger and bigger. Most of the UK will be called London. <laughs> Most of the planet will just be the non-stop London. That's something to look forward to, Steve. Oh, oh dear. But do you know what? At some point, will we lose the identity? Um, I'd like to think not. Will I'm Hayley like... ever be a Londoner? Oh, I don't. In her heart, she won't not be, in Steve. Heart. In her heart, she won't be. And I think in most of the hearts of the of Romford people. And if anyone who's met her, <laughs> will, oh, that's meant in a nice way. Of course it is. You know what I'm saying? Um, beautiful work. Okay, so we'll see. I mean, this is going to be more interesting as we as we go on. It's going to be all oh, exciting. Yeah, we've we've got a few more weeks, haven't we? May the fifth, I think, isn't it? So, <laughs> <laughs> it must be. It must take up a lot of you, because you have to pay attention to it. Even if you realise the people who will be voting don't want. Yeah, to Yeah, we do. To and to be yeah. honest with you, I think it's. I think to a certain extent it's important, and I and I feel strongly that it's important for people to sort of uh, put their cross in the box and make yeah. sure that they use their democratic vote. It's definitely important, but I think along with the uh, EU referendum. Uh, <laughs> vote apathy. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right. If the turnout is low, then next time it comes around, they won't care. That mm. if you want, if you want the people in charge to pay attention to your needs, you've got to vote in higher numbers. This is why no one ever takes anything away from pensioners, and yet young people are in a bad way. Yeah, it's your own fault. Absolutely. Young people vote. There was an interesting letter in the Auckland Recorder this week. I think it was this week from uh, one of our correspondents who said, "Why don't we just get rid of the London Assembly? What's the point of it? I voted against the, like, having a London mayor. Um, just get rid of them. There's 50 London MPs. Just give them." Mm. The responsibility to look after London. Get rid of that cucumber-shaped building, he said. <laughs> that was his word. <laughs> City oh, Hall. God. Get rid of that cucumber-shaped building, smash that down, get rid of the London Assembly and the Mayor, and just let the 50 M- London MPs sort it out. Wow. And he said, and I think he also said that they haven't got enough to do as it is. You can tell, because whenever you look in the chamber, there's no one there or they're asleep. Is that because he's got City Hall confused with the gherkin, though? Is he looking in the Maybe wrong so. windows? Maybe so. <laughs> his vegetables are all confused, aren't they? City Hall's more like a hairdryer, isn't yeah. it? Or, a, or a, a sort of fan, isn't it? <laughs> um, so, yeah, well, we'll follow, we'll follow this more as we uh, head towards Action Day. Uh, story number three, what are we going to be chatting about? Uh, we are getting onto the subject of princesses. On to story three with uh, Emma Lake and Chris Carter. Emma, are you fielding this one at me? Yeah, I'm fielding this one at you. Throw it, hit me with it. Right. Hit, me, hit me with news. <laughs> this is um, a record-breaking attempt. It's actually the third record-breaking attempt to get the most princesses together at one time. It's going to happen in Romford Market. They're aiming to get, oh gosh, how many princesses they need? 538 princesses. Yeah, that seems like a lot, doesn't it? It is a lot. What's the, so that's the current one, that they, or one less that than that is, is the current? One less than that is the current, so they need 538 to break the record. Here's a question. Why? <laughs> um, well, I'm going to quote Michelle Fitzgibbons, who is organiser. Uh, Michelle Fitzgibbons of And previous co-host on Co-Host Monday. <laughs> Podcast available on iTunes. And she says, it's fun and colourful. Come on, we're in Essex. Everyone wants to be a princess. Oh, you know what? She kind of makes a good point, she but at does, the same time, she? oh, that's, and that's what a princess. back to our previous feature, which is quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, oh yeah, that kind of special princessy. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I mentioned this in the in the newspaper column this week, don't I? I you do, and you've I think Steve, you've you've volunteered to actually well, take part, haven't you? 
That's what the headline says. I don't want to be in touch with uh, the, your press complaints commission <laughs> um, about being misrepresented by uh, by journalists. But just if anyone finds it, so it's page four. It's page four. Page four. Thank you for page four. I always enjoy being. It's very nice. It's, it's lovely. Very one good. page after the page three with the princess story. So it's ideal, isn't the it? Princesses. Um, and so I wrote the thing about this. I like the idea that that we can break records by doing things that aren't the athletic. Because I can't do athletic things, right? Yep. I know I am not going to be the fastest runner, but no. I could, you know, I could join a massive conga. There's yeah. options. I've still got options. <laughs> Sounds quite energetic to me. Well, it depends how quickly it's going as well. I can, I can eat 100 bags of crisps or something. That sounds... Competitive eat. There, you know what? There are, there are um, attempts for world records. I think... Oh, which one is it? There is, there's one of those food ones where you think, oh, it's so easy. It's something stupid like eating six Mars bars in a minute. Mm. You think, I do that when I'm depressed. <laughs> so I don't know why that's a record. It's because no one wants to admit it. Do you ever do that thing? This is probably, I'm probably speaking to two people who never have this particular emotional roller coaster that I do. But when I get a bad gig, I'll go to like a supermarket and buy some bad food to cheer me up but I won't use my uh, my loyalty card because I don't want it on my permanent record because <laughs> they know they know is that because you don't want to ruin your Tesco offers yeah or whatever reputable supermarket you go to obviously no, yeah it, well late night to be fair it always is right it's 24 hours I'm nipping in at Tesco's and I don't want them knowing that I you know often have a little crash otherwise I, for all I know I'll get a text about chocolate when they know I've done a bad gig somehow they'll know about it <laughs> I did once with a partner go and buy some products that were specific to her gender and uh, received vouchers of, let's put it this way I ain't going to use them you know what I'm saying we all know I think we all don't we all sort of when we get depressed go, go for something that's not good for you yeah but I don't I don't use my loyalty card no I, yeah. I, I don't want to go that far I mean mine would just be like lots and lots of bottles of wine and yeah, same worry deal. too much about the chocolate they but. know stuff about you mm, do you know what I mean mm. um, so why do we don't know why no we got to that no complaining if they get vouchers for wine through the door no right? No, true. If you need to soak it up, I got a voucher for something that's very absorbent. Uh, <laughs> the what are we talking about? Oh, the princess. Thing. Princesses. Shall I? Shall I um, just um, reveal what you have to wear, Steve, so that when you okay. do it, you know. Apparently, yeah. um, this is from dresses, hairdos, sparkles. Here's all you need to remember how to become a princess. June the eleventh is right. June eleventh, around mm. about the Queen's birthday. Okay, so it's a right royal occasion. She can turn up. She's already got the outfit, really. <laughs> Indeed, has the most practice at being a princess because she put the hours in. Yeah, absolutely. Probably more time being a queen, but there again. Yeah. So all princes have to wear floor-length dresses, although short sleeves are allowed. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, tiaras are also mandatory. Have you got a tiara, Steve? No. no. Okay. But they will be provided. Well, there you go. That's they will right. be provided on the day if you don't have your um. own. Prince-like men will have to abandon their swords and wear a dress to take part in the festiv- st- festivities. No advice for non-prince-like men. <laughs> what are you saying? I'm <laughs> very dare you. Uh, and I know Mark Dover's doing this. Um, and so he I is. think he's going to, he can carry that not crown. It's a tiara. It's less than a crown, to be honest. <laughs> uh, he can carry that one. Because so I wrote in the newspaper column that this is, you know, these are the kind of things that I, it, it would be nice to know that I could take part in these kind of events. Someone who writes the headline, because I, I don't write the headline, people need to know this. I don't write the headline that goes with the column. Emma, who writes I the headline? I thought we'd got because... off this subject, Steve. <laughs> no, we, we steered back around to it. It varies, Chris, Chris Steve, it varies. Um, who, who wrote this, this one? This, this week I wrote that one. Ah. Yeah. I thought ah. it was an accurate reflection of what was written in the piece. So you said I will be wearing a tiara? Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be doing that. 
Um, but it's just nice. I like these these kind of attempts, though. You know, I said, I know yeah, I said yeah. why earlier I mean, on in a jokey way. Picture wise, it's gonna be a brilliant picture, isn't it? Yeah. Sort of five hundred princesses in one for market. And it is great if you're a, if you're a youngster. That is. How excited are you going to be when you're in your little dress I'm, and you I'm run imagining, into a field of princesses? I'm imagining having a daughter who's now probably too old for this, but she probably would love to do it. Oh, which princess would you choose? Mm. My goodness, which princess will it be? Yeah. Will it be from from Frozen, or will it be Beauty and the Beast, or princess whatever? Princess and the pea. Princess and the pea. <laughs> You said it so seriously that like you really mean this because you're quite the, the young wee thing, yeah. Uh, bag of bird's eye, yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll bring, oh, I've had a terrible night's sleep. That's what you've got to do. I'll bring the peas, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll be taking them during the interview. Um, so, you're quite the young, you're the, the female representative on this panel, and you are young. It's like so a BBC quiz show, isn't it? It very much is, yes. Um, so therefore, you would you, do you enjoy dressing up as a princess? <laughs> um, I don't know if I ever have done it. I, I imagine uh, I now would. Now, your other half is a big fan of the Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. There's a princess in that. <laughs> there you go. Princess have you ever Leia? dressed up as Princess Leia? <laughs> not, not to date. No, don't think he listens to the show. Because um. <laughs> <laughs> you could take those headphones with you because they're kind of like the earbuds. Wrap my hair around them. Yeah, yep. yeah. I the could rest do of the that. outfit would be up to you. I don't know where you'd get a, a chain and a jab of the hut from, but um. we just need to remind people that the podcast would be available for. Um, <laughs> Emma's boyfriend, so... <laughs> if you could say in a newspaper that I'm going to be wearing a tiara, I can say live on radio. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting how this is going to work. Just yeah. wait till next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what else have we got to plug? Things to plug. What's coming up in the papers? What's coming up? Uh, um, I think we need to uh, continue, continue uh, to plug our mental health campaign. Yep. Which, um, maybe Emma can fill the, the listeners in with the latest, what we've been doing. Yeah, this week we spoke to um, Havering Samaritans uh, who do fantastic work um, and they are expanding from just calls to text and email um, and our reporter Emma Yule spoke to them this week about um, reducing the number of suicides in the bar. It's a really interesting article on page 12 and 13. 13. And I'd say have a little look. Page 4. Page 4 and... Also, we are still running out uh, uh, offer with 4p off a litre of petrol. Good plan. Uh, you can also tickets to see Peter Andre. Absolutely, okay. Peter Andre. Tell me one about that Steve runs out to buy 10 papers. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd rather have the petrol. Um, beautiful work. And uh, so next week, I'm not here, but I believe uh, we'll, we'll still be chatting through the news. But I'll be listening. Don't, hey, don't ruin this feature. <laughs> Because I will be listening. I'm still around the area. I'll be here. I think Emma's on holiday, but I'll be hopefully not on my own. I'm sure the listeners wouldn't particularly like that. But um. and also we now know what uh, what Emma's going to be up to. It's going to involve those headphones, your hair wrapped around it. Let's not get into further details. Um, Thank you very much for coming in today. Thanks a lot. Uh, We'll speak again. Oh, available. This will be available as a podcast. Have a look at romforrecorder.co.uk. Thank you for listening to the local paper review podcast. You can hear the next one live Fridays 2 p.m. on Time 107.5.